Good morning, Oregon. It's Monday, March 22nd. This is Elliot News with your news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Oregon State University's trustees will meet for the second time in less than a week to discuss whether to dismiss the school's president. F. King Alexander has come under fire for allegations he tolerated sexual harassment in his previous job leading Louisiana State University. Oregon State's governing board decided last week against firing Alexander, deciding instead to place him on probation while it looks deeper into the findings from an LSU investigation recently made public. But the Corvallis School's constituencies are increasingly agreed that Alexander should go. The Faculty Senate has since joined the Associated Students of OSU, the Coalition of Graduate Students, and several other smaller groups in calling on the trustees to oust Alexander. Tuesday marks one year since Governor Kate Brown issued a stay-home order that shut many stores and offices while requiring strict safety precautions in other businesses. Since then, Oregon has faced the most dramatic economic downturn in state history and among the most profound shifts in the way people work. From the state's farms to its factories, from its restaurants to its grocery stores, the pandemic has changed the lives of Oregon's workforce and exposed stark economic disparities. For some, the vaccine rollout offers hope for the year ahead, a chance for industries to be revived, a sense of safety in the workplace to be restored, and finally a return to normalcy. But that still feels distant to many. Farm workers will become eligible to receive vaccines at the end of March, but many other frontline workers won't be eligible until mid-April under Oregon's current timeline. Find more coverage marking one year since the coronavirus recession hit at OregonLive.com business. Oregon in recent weeks dispensed fewer COVID-19 vaccinations per capita than most states across the country, according to a new analysis by The Oregonian and Oregon Live. That raises questions about how quickly and efficiently the state can administer an anticipated surge of new doses this spring. The Oregon Health Authority on Friday announced that robust federal shipments could mean every Oregonian 16 and older can receive at least a first dose of vaccine by the first week of June. But that assumes not only a massive influx in doses, but also the capacity in Oregon to administer nearly twice as many shots a day. Instead, Oregon has fallen further behind in national rankings this winter as vaccines became more readily available. Since February, Oregon has fallen from an impressive 16th nationwide for doses administered per capita to 32nd. Oregon health officials say they're not worried and that the numbers could easily rebound. As of Friday, about 23% of Oregonians had received at least one shot and 13% had been fully vaccinated. A Portland police officer has been fired after he deliberately delayed a response to a welfare check call in 2019, let a suspect walk away, then misled internal investigators, according to police records made public this month. The officer also blamed his actions on the Obama administration, telling witnesses police no longer chase known suspects. The cases arose from complaints made by other members of the police bureau. The report doesn't name the officers involved, but sources familiar with the investigation said it was a 21-year veteran of the police force. Lobbyists who proposed steep increases on beer and wine taxes are now pivoting to other sources of addiction services funding after their bill faced steep opposition. One of the bill's two co-sponsors, Representative Rachel Prusak, a Democrat of West Lynn, has already dropped off, leaving Representative Tana Sanchez, a Portland Democrat, as the lone sponsor. Oregon Recovers, the primary lobbying group behind the bill, now hopes lawmakers will vote to create a bipartisan task force that includes representatives from the healthcare and alcohol industries. The group still aims to reduce alcohol consumption by 15% by raising costs. 
Oregon State is headed to its first men's Sweet 16 appearance since 1982 after the 12th seeded Beavers weathered number four seed Oklahoma State's comeback bid to win 80 to 70 Sunday night in Indianapolis. The Beavers were coming off their first NCAA tournament win in 39 years, beating Tennessee 70 to 56 in the first round. Next, they'll face Loyola of Chicago. Oregon State also opened its NCAA women's tournament journey on Sunday with a dominant blowout. The number eight seed Beavers beat number nine seed Florida State Seminoles 83 to 59 in San Marcos, Texas. They'll face number one seed South Carolina in their second round Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Find more news at OregonLive.com and learn how you can support our journalism at OregonLive.com slash pod support.